Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hungry for Hockey Talk podcast number 23. That's a pretty good number. It's a, it's a lucky number. Number of greats. Number of the greats here. Happy Mother's Day, first of all. This episode is being recorded on May the 12th, 2019, which happens to coincide with Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to my wonderful mom and to my wonderful mother-in-law as well. Yeah, love you guys lots and very thankful for everything you've done for me and my wife as well. Grant, I'm thankful for your mom and the shade she threw at you during your wedding. She was pretty funny. She stole that line from a movie, I I must say. So there's that. Which line was it? Um, Oh, if you guys don't remember, I don't remember. So let's... (laughs) We can move on. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we... uh, at least I think Sterling and I, at least me anyway, aren't going to be around for celebrate with our mothers. So we're apologetic of that. Uh, but you know, you know, we love you. You guys got anything to say to your moms? Uh, actually, love you, mom. there's like a thing I'm going to buy from Chapters that has it's like a little book, and you write it's like all the things that all the different ways you appreciate your mom, and then you just it'll give you like a prompt sentence like the things you did for me when I was young, and then you can write stuff in there. So that's what I'm going to give her. Mm. I think that'll Bad be lip style. Really good gift. I made my mom. I made my mom some eggs, Benny, this morning. Oh, how sweet are you, John? This is the first time in a long time I've actually been home in Ontario to visit with her on Mother's Day. So that's really nice. That's yeah. awesome. I'm sure she appreciated it. That's she awesome. Enjoyed it. Yes. So happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Um, we say it on the show all the time. Bring your mom, because we do appreciate all the moms um, and all our fans out there. So without further ado, let's uh, jump right into it. You've heard from our co-hosts, the Stir Daddy, Sterling Kefal and Johnny B, Jonathan Boron. Um, What should we start with, boys? Offside? (laughs) Uh, Let's go back to game seven uh, of last series. Do you want to relive the moment for us, John? Yeah, I mean, I forget. Uh, I forget what goal it was, though. Like what number? It was the tie. It would have been a. Tie but essentially, goal. tying goal. Essentially, uh, Colorado um, had cleared the zone, and then they were bringing the puck back in, and uh, Gabriel Landeskog was going to the bench for a tr- uh, to to shift off, um, and they carried the puck back in over the line, and then ended up scoring. Um, and then upon co- a coach's challenge and video review, they determined that Landis Gossiet didn't cross the line and he was bi- while he was waiting to get on the bench um, while while the uh, Colorado player brought the puck back into the zone. So they deemed him to be offside. And so with that, I say Matt Duchesne, playoff hero for the San Jose Sharks because he's the reason we have video review. And he's the reason that the San Jose Sharks made it in the second round. <laughs> you know, for such a good player, because he causes some controversy across the league. <laughs> <laughs> so many different places. <laughs> I mean, he's he's been in every division at this point, hasn't he? 
Or no, he just hasn't been in the Pacific. So maybe next year he'll do something. But he, I mean, he's affecting the outcome oh, yeah. of all of these <laughs> right. games. Okay, now. Good point. <laughs> he caused the only Pacific team to make it into the into the West, Western Conference, basically. Man, what a legend! So yeah, what do you guys think of the uh, of that ruling of that decision? I think it to me it's another example of I, how much I hate the whole coaches challenge offside thing now. Is they're getting so picky about like the exact like wording of the rule instead of the spirit of the rule. Like you're supposed to just prevent people from pinching too much and basically hanging out by the goalie and waiting for a pass. But now it's like, oh, he had he did nothing to the play and just got rid of a good goal, which would have made <laughs> would have made changed the complete outcome of the game possibly. Or at yeah. least made it more entertaining, um, having them like fighting over a tie or go to overtime or something. Yeah, it's f- fucking annoying. And then the fact that it might that might add on the five minute review to that just makes it even more annoying. Yeah, so that's that's one thing that I'm like, what the heck? Um, so the San Jose Sharks make it through the first round uh, due to a lack of video review. And then they make it through the second round because there's too much video review. So <laughs> the league is fucked. <laughs> they need to they need to sort this out. Well, I always hate when people make that slippery slope argument about making a rule, but it seems to be coming true more and more often that they put in some rule that was trying to fix a problem like Matt Duchesne being a couple meters offside. Miles offside. Like, something so like, obvious. evidently. Yeah. I think they need to lower their standard for like getting clearing or, or uh, calling back a goal. So basically just look from above. If you can clearly see that the player was like a meter away or something like that, then call it off. But don't, you know, don't like get out the, the laser scope or the laser measurements and being like, all right, well, fuck, he's two nanometers offside. Oh, offside. Cause you got to leave sleeves. But I mean, to the refs and be like, okay, they judged it. That was close enough. Like they're fucking human. Same thing with the players are human. Like, how close can they time this? And it'll just slow down the game if they, like, it just slows down the game when they do this because the players have to hold back a little bit more. And then if they don't, then they're going to get called. So we have to wait for them to, like, to figure it out in Toronto and then rule on it. <laughs> like, it's annoying. Just let the game, like, go. I mean, they, they let go of so many things, like cross-checking and stuff they're even trying to cut down on, like, hooking. Like what is a hooking penalty? I don't really know anymore. It's like a tug on the on the mitts or on the stick or on the. But I section. I can count that like forty five times per game that it doesn't get called, and then sometimes it's called. I'm like, oh yeah, all right. <laughs> I tweeted a while back. Um, I think it was in the first round that the refs are actually the ones that are they're going to end up awarding themselves the Stanley Cup because they've been so influential in all of these series. <laughs> But yeah, um, who was the one that called the five minute major? Um, I mean, he's going to be Dan Dan O'Halloran. Okay, he'll be on the Stanley Cup if uh, yeah, San Jose exactly. Wins. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to send him like a box of chocolates at least or something. Hey, remember that? Thanks, bud. But I mean, w- with this call at least, uh, I mean, it's it's Landeskog's fault. Like he should have gotten off the ice. So yeah, just being kind of lazy basically yeah. you, i mean you while you're on the ice you hustle you got to get off the ice bud so yeah. i'm not even i'm not even upset about it and also i'm stoked that san jose went went through 
and uh, it looks like they're front runners now for the cup. I still think St. Louis is the best one, um, or who I, I don't know, from the East anyway, but I don't know. I have a feeling that Boston is just might be the ones that's here. St. Louis. It's got to be the Blues. <laughs> not uh, not after last night's game, bud. Well, like Sterling said, it's only one game. We'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, a lot of horseshoes laying around San Jose. San Jose area, I guess. But they, the Sharks have been playing phenomenally. Um, so they do deserve to be here. That call, well, yeah, we won't go back to... <laughs> the whole Vegas thing, but uh, I I didn't see I didn't see the play. I didn't watch the game. I was out doing something, but I don't know. Just just based on I haven't I haven't seen the highlights from it. Um, if in my opinion, I think that it was the right call because uh, I would think that they would just use the same kind of they would treat it like a too many men on the ice penalty. If the guy isn't touching the puck or doesn't touch the puck, then he's technically not in play. So it doesn't matter if he's offside or not because he's not in the play. He's not affecting the play. So I think just letting it play on and making that a goal is uh, is fair. But that, the goal got called back, though. Oh, because he was not in Because oh. he was offside. Oh, Wow. Okay, that's you didn't know that. No, I'm telling. That's what I was saying. It was a game tying goal. I didn't watch it. It got called back. It got called back. Okay, for Colorado, Colorado would have tied the game. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I called back because he was offside. Yeah, that should have been a goal. That's silly. He was offside, man. I mean, he wasn't part of the play. He should have got off the ice. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like so he, he. like when you when you get off on one end and the person replacing you jumps on the ice at the other end like that's that's about 10 15 feet of ice that you're making up right yeah so then and why like, why wouldn't you call that a too many men penalty then if Linus Cog was still on the ice and the guy who was replacing was on the ice at the other end isn't that technically too many men on the ice because he didn't touch the puck well that's the thing. Well, that's how they that's how they play the game anyway, is they always just, as long as you're not fucking up the play, mm-hmm. you can have six or seven people on the mm-hmm. ice because they know you're changing. Yeah. But in this case, it didn't fucking matter to them. They're like, oh, it's still offside. Because they had a but guy in should, the zone. You're right. It should be, if you're going to call that offside, you also have to call that, like a, give them a penalty for it. Yeah, that's silly. But we know how the reps are afraid to call penalties until they get not afraid and they call too many. <laughs> man, fuck man, I'm telling you. Conspiracy theory here. (laughs) This can't be a coincidence that it just happens to line up with. (laughs) Back on that. Conspiracy theory. It's for gambling. It's for brackets. Yet somehow. If you guys are going to, if you guys are going to just go off on how great Matt Duchesne is. Okay. (laughs) Because we have facts. We have evidence. (laughs) Was it nine points in eight games? Yeah. Wasn't our agreement if it was eight points in seven games? That you'd be like, oh, he's good. Pretty sure. Just say it, Grant. One time. <laughs> Not going to say it. Not going to say it. Oh, to God, the flame sign him. Oh, my God. Oh, I hope not. I hope so. I really <laughs> hope not. Be so good. That'd be terrible. I'd be so happy. I'd be not happy with that. I tweeted you a bunch of times. 
<laughs> if, he, if he became a flame, I'd like him, though. That would make sense. Yeah, probably. Suddenly he's the best player. Like, man, do you see the hat trick he got? Yeah. He would While we're on the topic of, of refs, did you guys see that Carolina-Boston game? No, I didn't get to see it. No? Yeah, I watched some of I'm it. like, so Dougie tell Hamilton us, got two penalties in the third? Oh, I've seen some of those highlights. They were bad calls. What the heck were yeah. they calling? Yeah. <laughs> what, what was that? Did you see the meme of uh, Rod Brindamore's reaction? No. <laughs> it's freaking good, man. <laughs> I'll check it out. It. It's one of the best memes. Like, I think it should be like all over like GIFs and stuff because he, he just looks down and he's staring at the you know their iPad or whatever. And then he looks up with the most quizzically fucking annoyed, confused look in, on his face. It's really good. Everything you guys are saying are just reinforcing my theory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's a, that's a funny face. Look at the teams that are three out of the four teams that are this far are some of the best mm-hmm. teams. It's Austin, like San Jose and St. Louis. It's like he smelled something real funky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you see it? Yeah, yeah I watched John's it. reaction. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what was that call? Yeah. And so I'd, I'd say without those penalty calls, I think Carolina would have won that game. Well, it was a lot closer than the score says. Yeah, it's a lot closer than two, the score says. Two empty netters, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think play, I think they played well, Carolina. Um, considering they had six days off. Yeah, I think they're going to make a series out of it. Yeah, yeah, I think both series go to seven. I'm not expecting any, um, but you know, I hope they both go to seven. Everybody's everybody's been wrong so far. Can you imagine uh, San Jose playing 21 games to make it to the final? I don't know if that's ever happened before. That's a lot, man. It must have happened once before, but I can't remember the last time a team played that many games. The, usually the team that wins has like some sweep in there somewhere. Do you think? I don't know or they have that. at least an early series. Yeah, St. Louis. Yeah, now I'm trying to think. <laughs> St. Louis is going to be their sweep. No. Didn't Washington, Washington won five last year against Tampa Bay. Is that right? Um. No. Anyway, I have to anyway. look it up. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Um, but either way, it was a great game. Um, both teams came with energy. Morazic was still playing. I think he was a little rusty. He had a long time off. How do you feel about Morazic being in? Because Macalini is fucking amazing. He is amazing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Stats, man. He'd be like if he was. Any top goal in the league, we'd be talking about him constantly. Yeah. Like if he was any starting goalie. Yeah. I mean, I probably would have I probably would have played him in game one, even if Mirazik was healthy. Mm-hmm. Um But didn't um didn't they stop playing Mirazik because they wanted to give him some rest? No, he was injured. He was injured. Yeah, he was okay. injured. Yeah. And then McElhaney came in and just fucking won played the, unbelievably. He won the series. <laughs> He He's won the series for them. In the Why wouldn't you keep riding the guy? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. At least a game or two. Yeah, but I mean, who knows what? Who knows what the injury is? Could be like, oh, my elbow's stiff. I need a game off. 
Well, he took three games off. That's pretty significant in the playoffs. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I probably would have. I probably would have stuck with with McElhinney. But well, I guess that's how long it takes for testosterone replacement therapy to kick in. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but I, I could see, I could see Rod's point because, like, you don't want to throw in, um, like, you don't want your backup to have a really bad game and then have to throw in your cold starting goaltender who thinks you don't have any confidence in him because the backup knows what his role is. So if the starter is healthy, then you play the starter. It's true. But when the backup is playing really, really well and the uh, starter was just injured, I could see them going, you know what? Maybe we'll just give you another, another game or two days or whatever. Yeah. Whatever that would give them. What if your player is going, what if your player is saying, no coach, I'm good. Put me in. I don't know. I'd have to ask the doctors. Are they actually healed? Like, what was it? Well, it, I can't remember what happened to him. Like, if it was a torn hamstring yeah. or something or fucking pulled growing, I was like, ooh, that could just re-injure itself, like, very quickly. I mean, if he played, then the doctors obviously cleared him medically. But yeah. it's, well, it would just get to the point we, where the, the player goes up to you and says, I'm good, coach. I want to play. I'm your starter. Put me in. But, but what I was going to say, too, is, like, how often do the doctors actually... Like, they say they can play, but are they at their best? There's, like, a difference there. And how often do the doctors let in players that clearly have been concussed and are like, well, you know, he's fine. Well, we're, mm. we're approaching conspiracy theory here, so let's uh, <laughs> let's steer clear of that, eh, boys? <laughs> yeah, but again, this is actually truth. You can see, like, players get a what, – who goal, which goalie got a puck to the fucking head? It fell down and got back up. And they're like, oh, yeah, we don't need to send him Didn't in. Didn't that happen back. to Rask? That happened yeah, in the last playoffs. It? Yeah, he got like he I was got gonna a puck say, in the neck. I was gonna say it was Ben Bishop, yeah. but then you said he got back up. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> you apologize to Ben Bishop's mom right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't say that. He had an amazing. He had an amazing game in that final. Yeah, he did. He had an amazing year. Much respect. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I just couldn't resist. Yeah, no, that happened to Rask this playoffs. He got uh, he got a puck in the neck. Yeah, right was down game. for like a few minutes and then got back right got right back in the game. Which was yeah, I, I'm pretty sure um, the backup was like getting ready to to jump in, but he's like, nope, I'm good. Man, even if Rask went down, they have Halak there. Like, Boston yeah. is, man. He hasn't know. played all playoffs, though, so he might he might be rusty. We don't know what he's going to be like. Well, I mean. Yeah, he's not McElhinney. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Should we move on so to, you, as you say, Grant, you're saying both both games go to seven? Both series, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. What about you, Sterling? Yeah, I say seven. I think St. Louis and San Jose are going to go to seven. I think San Jose is going to collapse from the out or something. Do you think so, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's possible. But I was going to say, and Boston game? will probably close it out in six, too. Mm. That's what I'm saying. No, I think, I think both series are going to seven. 
And I'm, I'm hoping for the opposites of what you're thinking. A St. Louis cup would be Carolina. their first. Um, well, San Jose, it would be San Jose's first too. Yeah. Well, they've had their shot. Thornton goes out in a place of glory. Yeah, man. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm all in on jumbo Joe. Yeah. It's also a team that's been properly managed over the past. It's true. Fucking 20 years. 20 years yeah. Or yeah. For long he's been there. Yeah. They've missed a play once. Yeah. Um, when, or sorry, like when Patrick Marlowe started there and that entire time he was there, even they missed the playoff once with him there and with Joe Thornton and that team. So I think it'd be nice to see them go actually win the cup and go further. Yeah. I guess that's fair. They are like perennial contenders because they always make the playoffs. But then we can't say San Jose chokes in the playoffs anymore. And that's kind of fun. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I, I would honestly, I guess, be happy with either. Um, I Can guess. we talk about Joe Pavelski and how underrated he is? Yeah. Oh, he come, comes back after that injury and gets a goal in his Oh, my God. Yeah. What a goal that he had yesterday where he batted the puck out of midair yeah. to bury his own rebound. Man, that boy is on fire right now. Mm-hmm. The injury almost helped him because he's going to have like all that rest, and he's just going to be like juiced for the rest of the series. Yeah, unless he's still a little concussed, and he's <laughs> and that's the reason he's playing for well. His face is fucked. He just up. doesn't know where he is. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> <Yeah, it's> just. <laughs> But his shot, for some reason, is 100 times better. Yeah. It's like, man, we just got to kind of push him in the right direction <laughs> and throw the puck at him. Defensively, he's a complete liability, but yeah. if we get him on the right side. <laughs> just, just make sure he turns one way. Don't don't let him turn counterclockwise. <laughs> he's just a missile that you send up the ice. And then they like call him off. Hey, Joe, Joe, come here. I got something to say to you. <laughs> Joe, we got cookies at the bench, bro. <laughs> All right, but- Ripe young age of 34 years old, and the guy is still producing and, and leading for this team. What a leader he is. Um, yeah, he had a great game yesterday. How about Timo Meyer too? Showing off oh. those silky smooth hands. Oh, that was unbelievable. Yeah. I like yeah. jumped up and was like yelling. You can <laughs> see why San Jose keeps it. Uh, like they're always willing to just trade away prospects and draft picks. It's like, oh. Because they realize they've got you know a, a nice young scorer right there, mm-hmm. so we're like oh we can take care of, we can deal with this loss for a little bit. Yeah, it's it's funny because um, he could have been drafted by St. Louis, right? Mm-hmm. He could have been playing for St. Louis because um, during his draft year, there was apparently a trade in place where Doug Wilson was going to give up the their spot in in the draft for TJ Oshie and um, who was with St. Louis at the time and another player. I don't remember that guy's name, but um, Timo Meyer was available. And so Doug Wilson nixed the deal because he really wanted this guy. And what a, what a, what a great call that was. Um, I mean, TJ Oshie would have been pretty good on San Jose too, but I think the fact that Timo Meyer's a young, promising prospect and a goal scorer, like a pure goal scorer, um, I think they 
they they were better off not accepting that deal. But uh, yeah, what a game that they played yesterday. Uh, they were stout defensively. Uh, Martin Jones played pretty well. Um, St. Louis seemed like they were trying to to play like a heavier style of game, and uh, you know San Jose doesn't shy from that. They're they're a big big physical team as well, so they're happy to play those kind of games all day. Um, so I think uh, it's back to the drawing board for St. Louis. They need to play with speed, work on that transition game. Um, and I think that's uh, that's how they're going to push it to seven. And then when it gets to game seven, it's it's really anybody's game. It's just whoever's luckier that day. But, I mean, history would say that San Jose is the luckier team. <laughs> um they get the they get the refs on their side anyway. <laughs> what what controversy do you think could happen in game seven that could push San Jose over? What do you think? Goaltender interference? Like something that's purely obvious? In the crease. Like an elbow to the head. And then they're like, no, good goal. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, the refs are just the, the refs are just flexing. <laughs> they're just trying to show everybody that we own the game here. <laughs> Calling every penalty on St. Louis, it's like twelve to one. Yeah, like some fucking ridiculous number. No, no, they have to make it believable. That has it been believable? <laughs> no, it's it's got to be like pretty. It's got to be like somewhat legit. It'll be like a five four game where they call. So off. on, so on Grant's conspiracy board, would you say that the reason they want San Jose and Boston to make it to the finals because that would be the probably the best TV wise out of the whole. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, like you know, original sixteen, basically. Yeah, except then you'd see the Boston Bruins get robbed. But would you? Well, if if what you're saying is that um, San Jose is going to win every series with a controversial call, then yeah, yeah. So, but then what if they play Boston and then they get it's like the opposite? It's like all the calls are against San Jose. I mean, that'd be kind of funny, but wouldn't be fun to watch. (laughs) Like, either way, one team's getting screwed. It's been pretty chaotic. Yeah. But, you know, um, I think this is good. I think think this is a good series. Um, Yeah. What did you guys think of that goal? Or of, of the game? Last night's game? Yeah. Yeah, it was fun to watch. So much scoring. Something I didn't realize, San Jose was second uh, in the league in goals for. Like, they're just a scoring machine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Logan Couture had his 11th goal, scored two goals last night, and he has 11 goals in, in these playoffs. Like, that's that's clutch. <laughs> That made San Jose not be at the top of the league is their goals against. Mm-hmm. Like their goaltending was just shit for so long. Yeah. And if you look, but he figured next, it out. He's figured it out. The next worst team for goals against below San Jose, so they're in sixth. If you go down the list, is Florida at nineteenth. <laughs> so every team above that, above that nineteen, had better goals against than San Jose. <laughs> but suddenly they're actually getting the goaltending now. So yeah, he figured it out. But, yeah, Stone Jones. Thank God. <laughs> I think they hypnotized him. They must have hypnotized Martin Jones. I don't know. He found he found whatever he was searching for. That's for sure. He either <laughs> he either found either the Looney Tunes 
showed up and gave him Mike secret stuff, or um, they hypnotized him. Because it, it really, I don't it, know. Skilled would help him be a better goalie. You don't think what? I have to think. Ba- basketball skills would help him be a better goalie. Because <laughs> you said Mike's secret stuff. Yeah. I mean, if he if he like got the puck and like flipped it like like a three point shot all the way down the net, all the way down the ice and in the net, then yeah, I'd agree with you. No man, right fast twitch muscles. So another conspiracy theory: you and your Looney Tunes conspiracy theory. Man, fast twitch muscles. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Basketball is it more slow twitch muscles because they're right. <laughs> just being a smart ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think because uh, because it, it really did it really did just seem like he figured it out overnight. It was like one game he was um, he played really bad, and I remember because everybody was like, "Well, um, should Arundel be their starter? Should they throw Arundel in?" And um, DeBoer decided to stick with his number one man, which turned out to be. Um, the good decision, the right decision, the right call. And uh, I, heard, uh, I heard an interview um, done with DeBoer, and he said, I never had any doubt. Like, there was no way yeah. he wasn't going to go with his number one guy. Yeah. And just like having yeah, that, what did you say? Like, really makes, really helps the goaltender's confidence. Yeah. So maybe it was just as simple as that, as getting. Um, you had maybe had maybe. did some um, soul searching after that one, after that one game, and uh, figured it out. Because mm-hmm. like that's after his he, dog and said, "Look, if you don't win this series, this dog's not coming back." Right. <laughs> Jesus, wink, wink. <laughs> isn't uh, isn't Chinatown right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Never mind. Not <laughs> Wow. Uh, let's. Should we talk about Bradley? Yeah. Bradley's been a naughty boy again. Has he? He's been naughty. What do you guys think? What do you guys think of that? I think it's the best interview of the year. Yeah. <laughs> let's 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 lay it out. When you watch, let's lay what, it out. What happened? Don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? Sterling, do you want to explain it? Okay, so they won. They win the series, and they go to interview Brad Marchand, and he basically did not answer any question longer than five words. So yes. it's like, oh, one so word, one word, the key to your success. Well, the, well, the longest was what was the key to your success, and he's like, we played real good. Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay, and he basically did that. The well, he did do that the entire interview. Do you know why he was doing that? that? Yeah, because. I'm not exactly sure. Okay, so Can you tell me? yeah, so earlier in the series, um, he stomped. I forget which player he stomped on. Cam he Atkinson. stomped on a Atkinson stick. Yeah, stomped on it, broke his stick. Um, and then so the next at the start of the next game, um, Sportsnet um reporter Kyle Bukakis 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 thanks was interviewing him. And just asked him a question about uh, getting his skates sharpened in reference to that specifically, because that would dull your that would dull your skates. And Brad just skated away. He was obviously pissed at the question. Kyle was trying to be a little funny and cheeky. Uh, it didn't go over well. 
<laughs> and from that point on, Brad's interviews have, were just complete one word answers. When they won, when they uh, won the series, Kyle had him interview again and just like one word answers just did not want to put up with Kyle at all. Yeah. Um, I, he, it was also the reason why Kyle asked him that question. was because um, after that game where he stepped on Atkinson's sk- stick with his skate, um, he was asked about it in the post game interviews. And um, cause Atkinson was going off about it and how he basically just said like the guy stepped on my st- skate stick uh, and so the media guys asked Brad what happened. And he said like, well, oh, he just, he was dulling my skates. Like he made the comment saying he was dulling my skates. Oh, and so Kyle thought it'd be funny if to, um, I mean, know, it's pretty funny bring that up. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's <laughs> kind of like if you, you know, you gotta be able to take it if you're dishing it out. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I, I thought I thought it was funny. I was I thought it was pretty entertaining. Um, but then I, I heard the panel, what the panel were saying on yeah, the Sportsnet panel. Yeah, um, I don't know if I necessarily agree. Well, I mean, I guess I kind of agree with them. I can see what their point is. Um, like you're supposed to be a role model. There are a lot of kids who watch the sport who look up to players and i'm sure to brad specifically because he is a superstar and um like that kind of behavior just what kind of behavior isn't what he was he was doing the interview it was kind of like the thing where it's like i'm just here so i don't have to so i don't get fined yeah like something like that right but you know the the national hockey league has been trying to spin these players as ambassadors, as community leaders, which they should because, you know, they th- these players have a lot of power. They, they, they can influence a lot within their communities um, because they, they are role models. And what Brad is doing is just kind of showing that once you get to a certain point of skill, then you can get away with anything you want to He's get away getting, with. And what, that's not... What is he getting away with? He's, He's doing the interview. With, He's getting away with not having to answer the questions properly. That's not part of his job. Like it's his responsibility to answering answer the questions. questions isn't part of his job. Yeah, playing the game is his job. No, answering the questions and being available to media is part of an NHL player's job. It is. I don't know, man. No, it is. Mm. You, you have to be available to the media after the games. Like I know they're annoying. I'm not saying that they aren't. Well, it's, he, it's annoying I mean, to have to thing. answer he, those questions. He, he was available. Went. He was answering the questions. Yeah, but he, he wasn't doing with the lowest effort possible, but he was still doing his job then. Yeah, man. That's like, <laughs> that's if that's you, if you don't like his interview, do don't call him for, don't call him for another interview. Well, that's, go talk, that's to someone, go talk to someone else. That's the whole thing is that he's, he's effectively doing that himself. Yeah. And that I don't basically shows that. that well, it shows that, um, I don't know, if you want to get your way, you just have to be immature. That's what it, that's what it kind of boils down to. And like, certainly I, shouldn't be, he certainly shouldn't be fine for it. Well, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I agree that it, it's, it's pretty funny. Why do they talk to Brad Marchand in the first place? 
because they know he'll say something yeah. or do something. He'll yeah, get attention. they're feeding him. And he did. Yeah, they're, they feed him all the time, like when he's licking people or, <laughs> or he gets in a controversy with someone else. They constantly are feeding off that kind of stuff. And the funny thing is, the Sportsnet people, they weren't mad because he didn't do his job. Like, they're mad because of, like, the sanctity and, like, the organization they have when putting together a broadcast is you always have this guy from the team coming or like one of the stars from the teams come and give like commentary at the end of the game, but they force those players to never, to, to basically say nothing like, Oh yeah, yeah you know, we just go. It's the same interview game after game after game. I'm yeah. fucking sick of it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> exactly. So it's really boring. And so what he, and then the other thing too, is like, they know that him and Kyle have our whatever, had a disagreement <laughs> or something recently. So they decide to put them together again to try and get something to happen. Yeah. And something did happen and they did get more intention than they normally did. Like I shut off the game before the, before they start talking, like I never listened to them. But the only reason I even know about the Brad Marshad thing is because of what he did. And so then I actually went back and watched it. So they're getting more ratings by him being himself instead of trying to like, like they're just trying to force him into this box of like, Oh, come and say the regular 45, you know, planned statements to us. That's what they really want, and they didn't get it, and so they're annoyed at it. Yeah, that he's not treating it with like the dignity that the all the broadcasters feel it should have, because that's like their profession and their job, and like they've planned it all out this way, and he deviated away from that. But what he actually, but what they're taking offense to actually helps them, and yeah. they don't realize that. Like if if you stop telling the players to give all these same answers, you will get better answers. You'll actually get their personality, and that's what we're actually getting from him. So. Normally, I would actually complain about the thing, some of the things Brad does because he does act like what you said, Brian. <laughs> he does act kind of immature, but it's entertaining. It's like, you know what? Like, as bad as it was that he punched that guy in the back of the head when he was on the ice, it was actually kind of funny because you're like, what a fucking, what a troll. And like, you look at his Twitter account, he's just, he's literally one of the best trolls he is. on Twitter and in hockey. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Um, I'm not saying it's not as entertaining as shit. It's entertaining as shit. Yeah. And I'd love to get for it. Um, but I, I was just explaining that that was their perspective. Because um, it is it is kind of disrespectful to, to the media. And like you said, that they, they should be, hockey players should be allowed to, to show off their personalities. And instead of all the, just the generic, yeah, we won because, uh, you know, we get pucks deep and uh, just playing our own game plan there. And, <laughs> If we stick to the game plan, you know, the boys, we know that the boys are just going to pull it out. And, uh, yeah, we played really well in front of, of, uh, of Tuca there. He, he had a phenomenal game. Uh, he was seeing pucks well. We were making sure that uh, the pucks were, were – we were clearing bodies out front of the net and we were getting bodies in front of the net so that uh, their goalie couldn't see the puck. And, you know, that's how, that's how we won the game. So that's basically what – Yeah, but every – You're saying they're disrespectful to, to them. How often are they – in a way disrespectful to the players and like showing off their personal lives oh, or yeah. something like oh, that yeah. or all the time or like or the way they criticize them playing in a single game they'll be like oh this player is you know they're all of a sudden they're a piece of shit because they didn't win this one game and they completely ignore what's happened before that or like a player will go through a five game scoreless streak and suddenly like oh what's wrong with them are they injured or something and then they start all this wild speculation and trade speculation that can like impact their lives as well yeah for sure like they they do that all the time but when they get it back it's like whoa 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 you can't you can't do that to us your team should get a fine 
Yeah. Like it seemed it seemed kind of petty to me. Yeah. But like they could like laugh about it, make a comment about it, like, oh, we should have said more than that and blah blah blah, but then just move on. Instead instead it was turned into like this huge thing on the news where I'm pretty sure it's like top T S N or something in Twitter. Or anyway, right after it happened. <laughs> I mean it's got us talking about it. Yeah, I enjoy it. I hope he does it again. Yeah. <laughs> also I think you got I think you have some real like other problems if um you're trying to get your kid to be or if your kid has <laughs> Brad Marchand, Marchand as their role model. <laughs> I think you need to take some hard hard looks at yourself and the way you're raising your kid. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's not fair. It's not. Yeah, John. It's like how dare you? His person—he's just got a personality where he's just. Oh no! I mean, I mean, in terms of yeah, no. But like the fact that he got to where he is and worked really hard. You know, I'm the fucking Canucks fan, and I'm defending. (laughs) Are you trying to tell me how to raise my own damn children, Jonathan? (laughs) Well, me. How dare you try and tell me to raise my kids to be a superstar in the NHL? Fuck! What a waste of their lives. I mean, if you're, yeah, I don't you want your kid going around licking people. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be top scoring in the NHL playoffs right now. They're going to do it anyway. Nice. They're going to lick people anyway. Just let them be that. <laughs> Might as well do it on the ice. A lick, they'll lick anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kidding. I don't have kids. <laughs> uh, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here. So I think it's hilarious and I'm all for Brad. No, sending Brad all the love. Yeah. And I would like to say that he made a pretty nice shout out to some young kid today on his twitter account yeah he's, he's yeah no, he's, he's a also, really great guy everybody forgets yeah. that he is a wonderful human being he's like, a he great is, guy he, he is a good person <laughs> it's just <laughs> <laughs> don't judge him by what you see on the outside yeah. he's like a badass heart of gold <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> he seems early in the hockey games but afterwards he skated right away and like gave his stick to some like poor child or something mm-hmm. yeah he's got a big heart he's a big teddy bear essentially um he just likes trolling people and that's hilarious and that's what players should do to to kind of show their personalities i wish more players did it to be honest i wish we had like a hundred players like him that were just trolling each other throughout the league <laughs> well they kind of do it's, it's well, for not sure. as many though there's like him and dowdy and like to kachuk and through, probably the other kachuk yeah. join in through twitter for sure though they they make fun of each other all the time on twitter and yeah, they just don't, it just doesn't really get publicized because yeah, like you said, they're, they're probably just trying to, um, maintaining the sanctity of the game as, as you guys were calling it. But, um, yeah, I think, I think we can move on from that. That was a pretty good distress, discussion. Um, so there was, uh, there was some news coming out of Seattle, um, out of their franchise here. And, uh, you know, it's, um, the expansion franchise had questions for their fans. And so they launched an interactive fan website, www.seattlenhlfans.com. There you go. Go there and make your voice heard. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Apparently, a link to the site was sent via email to the 33,000 fans who had um, made season ticket deposits or had or are, are on the extended waiting list. 
And in its first 24 hours, it received 50,000 responses from the public, which was pretty neat. Um, some of the questions on here include, what type of team names do you like the most? Um, mythical creatures, sea animals, historical references. And um, yeah. But what, what, I thought, what I thought was the best about this whole thing um, was their tongue-in-cheek um, kind of poke at, uh, at a rivalry. Well, the colors and also uh, part of the team names, one of the options for team names is anything else that eats Canucks. <laughs> and then the preferred team colors is green and blue, green and something else, blue and something else, anything but green and blue, which is another dig at um, at the Canucks fans. Well, all the Seattle... Well, it's also their team colors in the other... Yeah, all, teams all Seattle other, uh, professional, leagues. professional football teams are football team, the Seahawks, and, uh, yeah. and the uh, Sounders. Yeah. I think they should be some different... I think they should be red and black, something like that, just to look different than those teams. And their well, no, they, they wanted to... They wanted to conglomerized they wanted like they they said at right from the get-go that they wanted to um have the same color scheme as the rest of the teams in town just to give all the fans in seattle um kind of like a sense of unity i guess with the same colors i'm just saying that it's hilarious that they're making this out that they're putting this out there to the public in a way to as a way of digging at um at Vancouver fans and the Vancouver mm-hmm. Canucks. Um, so yeah, go, go, go to that website and, and make your voices heard. Um, there was a tweet from, I think it was from the Canucks to Seattle because they added each other on Twitter. Mm. And then it's like the Canucks were like, this doesn't mean we're friends though. Something like that. This what? This doesn't mean we're friends though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they added each other on Twitter. I like their That's goal funny. horn, their goal horn question. Yeah. What should the goal horn be? The espresso machine? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so annoying. Could you imagine? (laughs) Yeah. And then they just call out. I like the fairy horn. Yeah, the fairy horn would be the best one, I would say. But it would be actually, it would be, it would be kind of funny if it was the espresso machine as their goal horn. And then um, when they announce who scored the game, they like say it incorrectly like starbucks does all the time <laughs> only to only to the uh the visiting team yes yes only to the visiting team but yeah what if they're the seattle seals and it just was like that'd be terrible <laughs> that would be if terrible. the seattle seals they'll all make that noise all the time Oh, it, really looks like, uh, it, will, it looks like they will. It looks like they'll be announcing a the whale name seals. in fall 2019. Do it now. I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, it's too far away. I want the logo. Yeah, I want the logo too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all for this expansion team, man. I'm, I'm excited. It's too bad. I, do you guys think that um, they'll have the same success as, as Vegas? I don't no. think they will. No chance in hell. Yeah. Well, Vegas had an advantage because teams were trying to trade away yeah, exactly. uh, like certain um, players because they thought they were no good. But then they were giving away too much mm-hmm. to get yeah. to get rid of like these cap hits. Mm-hmm. 
I could still see teams doing that, going, fuck, we don't want this cap hit. Like, fucking Florida seems to want to do it all the time. Yeah, but they're so, going to be smarter about it. Yeah, exactly. I think. Maybe. But if the other thing, too, is that they also got draft picks because they were trying to avoid them from drafting certain players. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's why they got... Instead of taking those draft picks, they might just end up draft their better player then. Yeah. Well, that's the so thing. Is like, know. Florida... I forget who they were trying to protect, but they basically they gave them they gave them Riley Smith and Jonathan Martha show. No, they they gave them they gave them Riley Smith so that they would pick yeah. Jonathan Martha. Jonathan Martha. Show. <laughs> you take the twenty five goal scorer, so you can have yeah, uh, and then you can take our thirty goal scorer who was making like six hundred seventy five thousand dollars as well, <laughs> and our coach whom we fired and did not call a taxi right. for. <laughs> <laughs> He's a horrible coach too. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, apparently. What's that, Jack Adams? Yeah. Yeah. Who? Who? What? Yeah, I, I think um I don't know if Seattle's gonna have the same stroke of luck, but I'm excited to will, play. I'll be will their, sorry, will their build end up being better because they know like what some of the pitfalls for Vegas were? Because Vegas thought that they could take a bunch of defensemen and trade them for draft picks, but then they didn't. But they did. Like they could, they didn't tr- get to trade all of them. They were actually stuck with a few yeah. players for a while. Yeah. So, so this time Seattle might go. Oh well, maybe we'll be smarter about it and take different players that might be more tradable instead of just because they had a lot of defense. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I think yeah, that's something like. I think they might lean towards um, also just. Uh, drafting younger guys too, knowing that they they might have to wait a, a bit longer because um, teams are going to be more cautious about mm-hmm. what they're giving up. Like Vegas mm-hmm. got to be competitive right away, but I think teams are being smarter about it now, um, and so I think it'll take Seattle a little bit longer to to be competitive. And so I think they, I think their strategy should be when they're not sure of who to take. Um, lean towards a young, a younger, more, more un, undeveloped player. Yeah, because that's the thing is like I, I probably would have with Montreal. I wouldn't have taken MLN. I mean, they got a what a fourth round pick oh. for MLN, <laughs> but that's like I was like Jesus. when I was doing like the drafting for Vegas like online. It's like picking MLN was never an option for me. No. So why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> it's just, just terrible. Who would you have taken? Um, I forget who was available. Um, that's the thing. Uh, probably I was thinking maybe Charles Ludon, but he didn't end up yeah. coming out. Yeah. So I have a quick question. Is the Vegas draft is next year, right? Seattle yeah. draft. Yes, yeah. 2020. Hmm. Yeah, and Vegas is exempt for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't get any money either. Yeah. Yeah. But this is, I, I kind of agree with you. I'm like, why the fuck are they exempt? Because yeah. they'll be in the league for... Three years by that point. Yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> why, are they, why are they so special in this regard? It's not going to hurt them that much. I guess because they technically don't have a AHL team yet. 
because they're yeah, still they're sharing. Still they're still sharing the. How weird is that? Hey, that they're sharing an AHL team. With... Happens all the time. Yeah, but yeah, grown up, grown yeah, up. Yeah, I guess uh, that's kind of grown yeah. up. We used to go to Hamilton Bulldogs games, and it was uh, the Oilers and the Habs farm team, which I thought it was strange at the time, but like, that was, that was really weird. cool. Yeah. Oh, they were they were part of the Oilers too. Yeah, the Oilers owned them. Oh, uh, part, part of them. Weird. I mean, the league's grown quite a bit in the past. Yeah. 15 well, yeah. Years. Yeah. I mean, it's just interesting that like, but I mean, you're still part of the same team, I suppose, at that level. Um, you just move up and get promoted to different teams. Uh, but yeah, maybe that's why they're exempt. But I don't think that they should be. Because, yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. You're just giving them another. Anyway, um, do you guys want to work on some of the free agents or should we shave it for next week? I think we should save it. Yeah, man. Because we've been going on for quite a while now. Yeah. Okay. Should we talk about, like, should we talk about Breadman Bobrovsky real quick, though? Sure. Since they're just relevant right now? Um, well, since... Yeah, sorry, Columbus fans. We were pulling for you. <laughs> wow, rude. We were pulling for you, but I really um, wanted them. Yeah, Bobrovsky has has put his uh, his condo up for sale in, in Columbus. Hasn't <laughs> <laughs> even been a week. There's a sign. He put it up at uh, two point seven five million, I think. <laughs> It's got like four bedrooms, four bathrooms, um, five parking spots, um, a kitchen, a den, all that living room, all that stuff. Maybe you can sell it to their next goalie. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's safe to say that uh, Bobrovsky's on his way out. Um, Panarin might still be undecided. Uh, and I guess Matt Duchesne is also undecided. Um, where do you guys think that they're likely to end up? I think Panarin and Bobrovsky are most likely going to end up in Florida. I hope that happens because Florida has the cap room for them. They just need to buy out James Reimer. They can fit Bobrovsky onto their starting goaltender. Um, Luongo will be their backup, which is sick. Um, And then the top six is going to be Dadnoff, Barkov, Panarin, Huberdo, Trocek, and Mike Hoffman. It's, it's so it's I, I really hope that happens because I think the I Panthers don't. need to need to make a run here. For Montreal's sake, I don't. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> Stack up the, the uh, Atlantic Division even more. Yeah, that's yeah. The most, it's going to happen. It's the most the Florida, division, Tampa, Boston, and it's just nuts. Yeah. Let's do it. Chaos, man. Chaos reigns. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, Montreal will add friggin' Matt Duchesne. <laughs> Just be, give him twelve million. Add to the mediocrity. Wait, what? I thought he was um, playoff hero. Add to the mediocrity. Yeah, I thought uh, thought you were high on the guy. Well, they won't make the playoffs, and that's the problem. Can't be a playoff hero if you're not in the playoffs. 
<laughs> but you don't think they would make the playoffs with them? Plus, they're younger players, and I that's think they thing, would. Man. I mean, we can we can do a segment on it later, but uh, yeah, pretty sure. Like that's the thing that that division is so stacked that everyone's moving forward. Even if Montreal makes small steps, I'm not even sure they're gonna they're gonna be in the same spot anyway. They're gonna be fighting for a playoff spot next year. Yeah. So. Yeah, next year, man, that's gonna be he's, crazy. He's the top back. three. If there's a team to fall back. It'll probably be Toronto. Um. Maybe. Depends what they do with their defense. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like they'll let in fewer goals now that Jake Gardner's off the team. <laughs> Damn, I'm sorry, Jake Gardner. But yeah, I don't know. I don't mind. If um, I don't know if he's he's not going to play well in. We had this discussion earlier. He's not yeah. going to play well in Montreal if he can't handle playing in Toronto. No, you're right. So, look elsewhere. You still got speaking of elsewhere. Yeah. I still think Panarin's more likely to go to one of the New York teams. Yeah, I think so. Probably, huh? probably, probably, probably the probably Rangers. The Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Get, uh, get to play like with Capo Caco. <laughs> yeah, that too. But it's just a way bigger city, and he seems to care more about the location than anything. Yeah, yeah. like as much as I think Florida would probably be good. I don't know if that's the kind of place he wants to go to. But he does like him and Quenville had a good relationship. Yeah, so well that's the thing too. He'd be reuniting with, with Joel Quenville. His buddy Bobrovsky's gonna be there too. And he's uh dad say Russian as well. No in Florida. Oh. Yeah. Yeah Genny Dadnoff is, is is also Russian, so you'll have a couple good buddies there. I think he'd also have a bigger, way bigger Russian community in New York. Yeah, that's true. That's very massive there. And he said he wanted a big metropolis. Like, I know Miami is like a big city. I'm not saying it's not, but it's not the same as New York. Well, they're in Sunrise, right? Wherever the fuck that is. Yeah, Sunrise, Florida, but the Panthers are very close to Miami. Oh, are they? Okay. That's the the biggest city. That's good. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean... I'm not Russian, so I don't know what the community is like in, in those cities. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that seems to be pretty important to him. Um, yeah, John, your thoughts? Um, not really. I haven't put too much thought to it. I mean, hmm. that's the reason they cleared the cab space, right? Florida? Yeah. Make a big oh, yeah. How bad would it look for them if they don't get either one of those two? And they just have a fuckload of cap space. I mean, that's never a bad thing. Like, you still have, like, they'd have $20 million in cap space, and they would still have um, their top six is still amazing without Panarin. True, but they're not going to be able to take a step forward next year would be... Pretty, it would be pretty likely. Well, I don't, I don't want to say not, but yeah, they just divert their attention to to another high profile. Like I think they're definitely yeah, they might get Jeff Skinner or something. Yeah, they would. They would they definitely get be in on somebody. They would. I think they would get one of the two. Bobrovsky's probably the most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, I think Florida is the best team yeah. to take a chance on him to pay him the amount that he wants and the yeah. term that he wants. I think. Because they have a 38-year-old goaltender anyway. Yeah. 
So I think, I think, yeah, he's Bobrovsky's for sure. Well, they're going to do their best to get him. I'm going to actually pull back a little bit on what I just said is like, will they be much better with just Joel Quenville? And I was kind of looking at their, because a few minutes ago, we I literally just said that they were the worst goals against compared to um, San Jose. Mm-hmm. And so if, if he can have, if Joel Quenville can have the same similar effect that, uh, oh, Trotz had in New York, because mm-hmm. that was what happened in New York is they were, they scored a fuckload of goals last year, but they just couldn't stop any. Yeah. And then suddenly get a new coach and some goaltending and like, boom, he shot up his Goaltending standings. coach too. He brought his goaltending coach over. Oh yeah. From Capitals. Um, but yeah, so eh, I guess it won't look that bad. Yeah. I was just thinking of the whole Montreal situation when they missed out on Radulov and they let. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That wasn't fortunate. Yeah. So they had just some extra cap space and it was like, oh, great. It's not going to look good for this year. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a strength heading into next year, though. Um, I really, I really hope they'd make a run at Tyler Myers. That'd be a decent, um, decent pickup on the blue in, line. In Florida? No, uh, in Montreal. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's, uh, what do you think of that? He's a right D, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they don't need they don't need him. No, they need they need lefty. Oh, they've got they've got Shea Weber and and uh, Jeff Petrie on right wing. On the yeah. right. So if they went after I don't know someone named Jake Gardner, <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, I guess he got thirty points, but fuck, he's gonna be expensive. He's only he's already making four point oh five million. The thing is, they have the cap space, and they don't have a lot of players that are going to take yeah, up that cap that's space the thing. in the next three years. They can right they now. can make a splash whether it's on D or on forward. Um, if it, the, they just need someone, they need they need more goal scoring essentially. That's what yeah, but it's not smart to throw your money at somebody who's mediocre. <laughs> you talk about Matt Duchesne. <laughs> No, well, are we t- are we saying that Matt Duchesne is going to be going to the Habs? It's a possibility, man. I think I think uh, Mark Bergevin is going to be in on it for sure. Yeah, well, but you were talking about Gardner, so yeah, yeah. I, I'm all for them going after Matt Duchesne because that would actually get them a number one center. But um, yeah, I mean that's the thing that you just slot Domi back on the wing, then you have Duchesne um, where he belongs. Is it though? I mean, he had a breakout uh, year because yeah, but he had long time. stretches of of no points. That's true, and no goals. That's true. Do you guys think I'm going to totally switch gears here? Do you guys think Chicago would take Bobrovsky? Do you think they don't have the cap room for him? <laughs> I mean, if they tried to make room, they'd have to get rid of one of Kane, Taves, Seabrook, or Keith in order to do that, or Crawford, I guess. But nobody wants Crawford. They don't want Vertigo Crawford. Hmm. Yeah, so I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. They're because they still they still need to pay Alex DeBrinket and Dylan Strom. So like they don't have any cap room to try to fit a big free agent in. I don't think they might. But I think Stan Bowman's got it in him to just fucking shotgun half the team away <laughs> and then like bring in somebody else. Blow it up. Maybe. No, we definitely need to revisit this deeper when 
when we're covering a bunch of them because there's yeah. a bunch of teams that really could use Bobrovsky, but they'd have to make some changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a free yeah. end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think Chicago would do well if they like went after a guy like Ryan Zingle or Kevin Hayes, even just to round out their depth. But yeah, let's um, let's get into it. Another episode. Yeah, because like, um, I want to know where Zuccarello's going. Yeah, broken arm and all. And he was—he's been. Yeah, he played pretty well. Yeah. And like Dallas mm-hmm. loved him. He's like he's such a great locker oh, yeah. room guy. I mean, everybody loves Zuccarello. I know. Yeah, he's just a great cat. I think I think he and Lundqvist might uh, might talk about where they want to go <laughs> and go together. <laughs> well, Zuccarello can just go right back. To I think he's New probably York. going right back to New York. Yeah, I I heard like last week um, that Lundqvist might not finish his contract in New York. Do you guys hear that? You think? I he did Where'd an he, he did an interview like last week or the week before, and he was just kind of throwing out some shade, just saying that um, you know he doesn't he doesn't expect to live out his whole contract here. He's got a pretty big no trade or no movement clause yeah. on his contract. Um, What's your source, bro? Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Google, man. <laughs> I'm looking up right now. So go Google your face. Um, to be continued. Yeah. So, yeah. But he'd look great in a Flames jersey, though. I'm <laughs> <laughs> old goalie. I can get a new goalie. Someone younger. There are no new goalies, Sterling. Trading all your fucking draft picks for defensemen, and then you don't Do you get a goalie. Think that, all old. Do you guys think Calgary, Calgary is going to go after um, Curtis McElhaney? He was part of the. He was with the Flames earlier. I'm pretty sure he got his first opportunity with us. Well, uh, he's going through a renaissance, and Calgary likes old goaltenders, yeah. so they <laughs> rather us go after Longquist. <laughs> but yeah, well, let's uh, let's end it there, boys. Um, I think uh, that's a good spot to end it. Thank you to everybody who's still around. Um, we do appreciate your ears. And appreciate your listens to the end of the episode. Uh, again, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Um, if you are listening and you enjoy the podcast, please share us, uh, like us on Facebook at HFHT Podcast. We have a Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter at HFHT Podcast as well. Um, and uh, yeah, get on to. Overtime Heroics uh, slash forums, the overtimeheroics.com slash forums, where you can talk all the sports that you want. We are in the NHL section. So, um, you know, we talk about playoffs, uh, any kind of news coming out of the NHL. Um, If you're just listening and you're actually a big baseball or basketball fan, they have MLB, NBA, NFL forums that are all popping. So, Get on to OvertimeHeroics.com slash forums, register for a free account, and uh, you can talk all the sports that you want. And yeah, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all the other main podcast directories. Um, If you like us, then yeah, feel free to give us some ratings. Five stars would be appreciated. And any uh, feedback or comments would be great as well. We would love hearing from you guys.
So I think that about I, does uh, it. I found it. Um, Six days ago. Oh. He said, uh, I don't know if I'll stay with the Rangers my entire career. I have two years left on my deal, and it has always been my goal to stay with the Rangers. But once you get up there in age, you never know. I know what I want, but the club has other ideas. But if the club has other ideas, I know I'll have to listen. Uh, you can't just do your own thing. Um, and then I guess he walked it back a couple of days later saying, my thinking hasn't changed. Uh, the organization and I are on the same page. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think, that, I think that means he wants to stay. And if the organization wants him to leave, then yeah. he'll look at it. But that's only if the organization wants him to leave. And I don't think that would be like PR suicide for the New York Rangers to oh, yeah. ask Lundqvist oh, to waive yeah. his no trade. He's still an elite level goaltender. Um, he just That's needs like better defensemen. <laughs> he needs a cup, yeah, and he needs better defensemen, and he needs um, he needs more scoring. Like he needs more scoring. That's it. Um, but yeah, we'll end it there. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, John. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll catch everybody next week. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Love you. Bye. 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 Get real. Bye.